Welcome to the Calories and Rice podcast. So, our last episode we discussed being black in China versus being African in China, which featured uh, a really fantastic guest in Marquitas Presswood. But guess who had a discussion on being black in China versus being African in China without actually having any Africans? This guy, awkward collar pull. To try and fix that, I sought out the help of Mr. Kumbukilani Piri, a young Zambian who used to study in China and, and worked in China, and now I believe is, is living in, in Zambia. The technology was not quite working, so we had to record our conversations via WeChat and send them to each other. It's not necessarily the ideal podcast, um, but we have generally low standards anyway, so you're not really missing that much. It's a really short episode. It's just a, a very brief back and forth that we had, and then hopefully we can have something more substantive in the future. But this is, I don't know, a, a, an addendum for our previous podcast. I'd still like to thank African Development Jobs and the Africa Daily for helping bring this podcast to you. And I'd especially like to thank Mr. Piri for being on the show. And I'd like to thank Mighty Mike of Pulse Recordings for composing the theme song. And I'd like to thank you, dear listener, for giving us your time. Enjoy the show. The first question is, do you think there is a difference between the way black people get treated in China versus black Africans? What I mean by that is, let's say you are a black American or a, a black um, French person and, and you're in China and let's say you're an English teacher or a French teacher or you work at a company and what about, uh, how, how does your treatment fare versus being a, let's say, um, a black Zambian or, or a Ghanaian? I ask specifically because there have been a number of times when I, I've met um, young generally Nigerian gentlemen who will claim to be Americans and, and they'll tell, they'll pull me to the side and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really from Chicago, not really from New York, but I can't get a job in China without telling people that. Um, I think we did not really have that problem where I did my school, that is in Nanin. And then where I worked in Wuhan, it was, I think a different setup because I worked for a very big company and such questions, you know, couldn't really come up. And in my company, we had no any other black person apart from myself who was from Africa. The other people that we, we had were American expatriates and British expatriates. So we worked in different departments and this really did not come up. But you know, I heard of such stories like, you know, people using other country, you know, names to get jobs. I think the main reason was for them to, you know, because, you know, many Chinese people have got very little knowledge about, you know, countries outside China. So this could have really made it very difficult for someone to say, I come from, let's say Nigeria, I come from maybe Zambia, Ghana, because they will start asking so many questions, you know, do you speak English, do you speak French and whatever. 
So for many people, you know, when they say they come from America or they come from France, that was much easier for, you know, for other people to, to, to get to understand them and, you know, to give them employment. Yeah, but, you know, in Nanin and in Wuhan, really, I never came across such kind of, you know, situation. And uh, none of the people that I knew actually, you know, used another, you know, to get a job. How do you feel being black or being black African in China compares to being a, a, a white foreigner in, in China? Um, does it matter? You know, China, like any other country in the world, regards, you know, Western countries much more, you know, um, important than any other country. So if you are an African and, you know, there's somebody who comes from Europe or the United States and they are white, normally you find that the Chinese people tend to, to, to be more friendly to the other person. I think it's because of a very simple reason, because they feel these people, you know, are better than us and the Africans are not better than us. You know, so maybe I could learn more from the other person than from the other person. And then the other, the other thing is, you know, it's just the, you know, the, the prejudice that is there. You know, Africa is normally considered to be very poor. The people, are, you know, for HIV and all these things, so it tends to create some kind of stereotypes. And you know, before people get to know you, they'll 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 perhaps you know stay away from you until they get to understand you more. But you know, for countries like America and you know, for white people, that is different because all they hear about these places is you know they are rich, you know. They've got everything, they are very educated, you know. So that creates a bit of a problem for a black African, you know, in China. That's my own opinion, yeah. I don't know about Since you've been in China a long time, and I believe you have a Chinese spouse, have you seen a change in perceptions of black Africans since you started your um, time in China versus today? Have things gotten better or worse? Have they changed at all? In terms of um, seeing any change from the time that I went to China up to now, I would say yes and no. The reason is, you know, if it's a school setup, you know, apart from the teachers who've been there for a long time, you know, students come and every after three, four years they leave and new students come from different parts of China. And most of these students where they're coming from, well, they, they've got no foreigners. So when they come to them, it's some kind of cultural shock, you know, to come and see white persons, come and see black person, you know, sitting next to them. So those perceptions really, you know, are there almost every now and then, you know, because people are changing. But, you know, for bigger cities, I think it's different because now the population of foreigners has grown. Like in Jew, you know, there are now more blacks and people have, 
you know, started integrating and there are so many Nigerians and, you know, mostly West Africans who've married Chinese there. So I think the perception has changed a little bit, but, you know, there are still a lot of other things that, you know, really haven't changed in terms of, you know, the stereotypes. Some people still feel, you know, that they don't want to get close to blacks. Black people are very bad. You know, just such kind of things. You know, it just depends on how this, their first impressions were or maybe the first people that they met and how, you know, they, they were treated. So really the change has been there, but, you know, it, it's not so very much. Finally, do you have any closing thoughts, things you would like to say, advice you would like to, to give, you know, young Zambians when, when they move to China? I think life is different for a student than somebody who is working, more especially if you're doing a formal kind of job, which I did. You know, it was very different because you're dealing with people who are very civilized, very professional, and you don't get to, to have, you know, racial problems coming in. But, you know, every now and then, you know, you face two or three people coming in and they'll tell you this or that. But really, it's not as when you are a student and you're meeting students who really don't have any any idea about, you know, real-world situation who have not traveled. In my company, well, we had people who have traveled the world who have lived in America or have lived in Europe or lived in Africa. So the perceptions were different and the stereotypes were a bit less. So it made life a bit easier. But I know for those who are working as teachers, it was different. You know, they are dealing with young people who are, you know, seeing foreigners for the very first time. They they don't know so much about the world. So they face a bit of problems because some of them were rejected by students and such kind of things. Those are some of the stories that I heard. Yeah, but, you know, to a young person that wants to move to China, I think it's a very good place, you know, to learn from. You know, it's a very complete different kind of culture. You know, I've lived in Europe, I've lived in China, I've lived in other countries in Africa, but going to China gave me really a different kind of feeling and the experiences that I had there, I've, I've left a strong mark in my life and I really, I'm, I've got no regrets and, you know, having married from there, really, it, it is one of the best experiences in my life. So I would encourage people not to worry about going to China, to give it a try. And it might be different for them, just like every experience is different for everyone, yeah. I think that's all I had to say. Thank you very much for the questions. Wow, um, that was phenomenal. That was um, so interesting and so in-depth. Um, what I'm probably gonna do is, I'm probably gonna add this as sort of an addendum to the to the original podcast that that I put up. I don't know how good it's going to sound, but I'm going to try my best. And and thank you so very much for for agreeing to help us out.